It's December 13th, 2011, and you're listening to the Non Sequitur Podcast, the official podcast of this living room. Hello and welcome. It is episode 25 and we are changing everything, but as the listener out there, you already know that. Uh, what you might not know is that Saturday was my birthday. Yeah, happy I turned birthday. 30 years old. Oh God, it's not good. <clears throat> Why? Because you are 30 also? Actually, that makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah, see, I was just so going to say, good. this is not... Right. This is no, not... it's just all the podcast changes represent Luke's midlife crisis. <laughs> <laughs> is this a midlife crisis I'm I doing right now? Is, yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> it occurred to me the other day that I'm not actually old yet. I, I finally decided what the, the breaking point of being old is. It's kind of depressing, so you'll have to bear with me. But you know that you're officially old when you are going to have more funerals to attend than weddings. When you reach that point in your life that most of your friends are married and you probably are just going to go to deaths and funerals for the rest of your life instead of weddings. That's when you know you're old. So I got another like five years, I think. Well, that's you freaking me out. Way I have... more time than that. I don't think so. I only got a few friends left to get married. Sure, but I think you're missing out on some like major life milestones before the season of all funerals all the time. Well, it's not going to be all funerals all the time, but when you have more funerals in the future, then you have weddings to attend. So I think women stay younger, young longer than men then, because I would argue <clears throat> that you have the season where, um, you know, where you're going to more weddings than anything else. And then you have the season of baby showers. Oh, you haven't had the season see, of baby we showers We don't get invited yet. to those things. And then the season of graduation. I don't think we want to be invited. Yes. I do not so want to be invited. You have two of those, your own peer group graduations and then the children of your peer group graduations. And then the funeral season. All right, fair enough. So you're not going to be old again for like 15 years. Whatever. I'm old now. Can I open my present? 25. Can I open my present? I don't know. Amy. Yeah, open your present. <laughs> Amy, can I open my present? Yes, you may open your Yay. present. It is a beautiful bow. How do I take it off without damaging it? You just didn't. Hold the string. Heard it. I just heard it. Heard it. Heard it good. He hasn't guessed what's in it yet. Nope. Oh, he doesn't um, know that. Shake it. A pillow? <laughs> Tell me, what do you think is inside? Wait. Puppy. <laughs> Only I beat on puppies. Um, <clears throat> it is not a pillow. It is a... Um, Remote control lobster. It is a yes. Michael <laughs> Schumacher official voodoo doll. <laughs> that would be awesome. Remote control lobster is my official guest for Christmas this year. All right. There's so much tape. Yes. Oh, yeah, Amy wrapped it. <laughs> what did you think I was going to be doing? Like, bouncing it downstairs? There what was some you do <laughs> Is there, it, it just, you have a Mobius strip of tape. Nope. On this package. <laughs> no, really. This is all one piece of tape. <laughs> no, it's not. I promise. Kelly. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta rip it that way. Uh, my dentist just loved that. I was going to say, Kyle, if you're listening, sorry about that. Oh, it's just cotton balls. It's a it, Santa suit. Is it? Oh, geez. Kelly, you probably shouldn't have punched it. I don't even know what it is yet, but I think that's a bad idea. So it is a small thing in a piece of paper. It is not a voodoo doll. Oh, it is an ornament. Kelly, you really should not have punched this. Uh, <laughs> It is a little like porcelain or some kind of glass glass ornament. It almost what looks does it felt look for like? a second. It, oh yeah, sorry. It looks like a PlayStation controller. <clears throat> <laughs> it 
It's got <laughs> little colored buttons for the X squared. Except if we're going to be really, really, really picky here, it's kind of like a knockoff PS3 controller. It's like an aftermarket Japanese. Because yeah. like... they couldn't get the licensing. To... <laughs> sure, yeah. Perfect. If it was official Sony, it would be a lot more expensive. I cannot believe you punched this. I didn't punch it. <laughs> You've definitely punched, punched a glass ornament punched the that is going to go on a tree that we do not even have set up yet. So... Thank you, Amy, for the present. You're welcome. I... There was there was quite a saga to get this. Really? Yes. Why was it so hard? Um, because there were three of them at the store, and one of them was broken, and one of them got sold, and one of them was in a box. And I made the manager check every day in the boxes. I'd ask him every day if he'd found <laughs> it, but he couldn't put it on hold for me, so he had to put it on hold for my mom because it's from where I work. And then awesome. Uh, he put it under a different name. <laughs> I feel like, like I'm going to damage it, so I'm just going to set it down because it is it is fragile feeling. But yeah, then he called the he called the store when I was working after they found it, and he wasn't there to tell, just to tell me that they'd found the ornament so that you could have it. I appreciate Very it. Nice. Like I said, we need to get our tree set up. So Melissa's comparing it against the real item. It, it is a That's good... Wait, bad. do the analog sticks work? No. No. Uh, no. <sighs> but they're sparkly. They are sparkly. Yeah. From all that like hand grease... From glitter. Whatever. I so. know, I know. Mm. The evil substance. It's a girly controller. So, speaking about video games, Kelly, how is your performance in Skyrim going? I've heard <laughs> that the frame rate is a slideshow. It is a disaster. I've heard it's a Once damn get, shame. I've heard that, that game is like shame. single digit frame rate. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's bad. So, okay, <laughs> so we're not going to sit here and talk about Skyrim itself, because we've done that already. Okay. What I want to know from everybody is whether or not Skyrim should be in consideration for Game of the Year 2011. Yes. Why? Because it's amazing. Is it amazing? Yes. It sounds really broken. It is extremely broken, but it's also so amazing. How can it it's be... amazing enough to compensate for the brokenness. Okay, so on when it, when it launched on the Xbox 360, it had this terrible texture issue where if you installed the game, the high-resolution textures wouldn't load. On the PlayStation 3, if you play more than, what, 10, 15 hours, your, fra uh, your frame rate just falls apart. Yep. On the PC... Well, you have to you have to be smart like me, and you have to... Turn it off every 45 minutes? Every, well, every two hours or so. All right. Yeah. So, still... Save your game, this turn is a it problem. off. On turn the PC, you've got going. random issues with black screening and crash to desktop. They tried to patch it. The patch made it worse for most people. I've heard that dragons now fly backwards, nice. and that your resistances <laughs> to magic no longer work at all. So... It was a buggy game when it came out on all platforms. They tried to fix it, made it worse. How can that be in contention for Game of the Year? It's just so much fun when it's working. You have no idea. You're like fighting a... friggin' dragons. Yes. And you can be a, like a, a kitty ninja if you want to. Or... Okay, it sounds like an abusive relationship to me. It is an abusive relationship. <laughs> it's but like... you like getting beat because when it's good, it's good. So Skyrim secretly loves you, but it just keeps... It just it can't help itself. It's got violent <laughs> tendencies. All right, Melissa. Because so I'm essentially that that uh, that wife that keeps coming back for more, even though she's. So, know, so we need to get you some help. Is what you're saying? Yes. yes, yes, yes. Melissa, what do you think? Can, can this be considered? I know you haven't played it yet, but how do you feel about a buggy game going up against something like Uncharted that's mostly perfect? We all know Call of Duty's going to win, so whatever. How could Call of so Duty possibly you... win? Uh, because it won last time, and I'm still mad about that. Well, it's. It's won every time because well, it's for, awful. For the Game Trailers Awards, it has won. So you really think that's your money? You're going to put your money on the, the Modern Warfare 3 for this year's Game of the Year? Did 3 come out this year? Yeah, just yeah. came out in November. It, it made a billion dollars in 16 days. You guys are a bunch of jerks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, Melissa, what do you think? 
I'm, I'm not letting my hopes get up. Because I know which game should win Game of the Year. What game would that be? Uh, Costume Quest. <laughs> <laughs> that was a curveball. I did not expect that one to the come out. The game is awesome. Have you also, played? I think the game came out last year. Oh, we talked about it. Okay, right. whatever. But I've actually played it. So, so it was the only one I could... Your 2011's 2010 Game of the Year goes to Costume Quest? No. Well, no, if we're talking about games that I played in... 2010, 2011, it would probably have to be Sam and Max that came that was out your... like 09 or something. The tragedy at this point, having not played Uncharted 3 yet, is that my game of the year is Red Dead Redemption that came out last year and Kelly gave it to me as a present. Did I? Yes, you did. That was really kind of me. It was very kind of you. In fact, <laughs> no, it wasn't because you bought it for yourself and then gave it to me when you were done. So it wasn't exactly the best of presents, but I enjoyed it. Well, anyway. I could have traded it in for like That's thirty bucks. <laughs> and That's you love true. that game, so it's a great present. It was a great present. Back. It was just it's just a regift. A regift. You can enjoy a regift. But fun. I probably gifted it to myself originally, so it's not technically a regift because if you buy it for yourself, am I just like on long term loan? Do I have to give it back at some point? No. Time? Okay. No. Good. 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 Amy, can a game or a movie or a book or anything that's fundamentally broken be considered for game of the whatever? It shouldn't be. However, that does not stop the strange people of the world from doing Have you ever been one of those strange people? Have you ever thought that this movie was the best ever, even though it wasn't that good? Yes. Doctor Who episodes? No, Doctor Who was wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying, that sounds kind of buggy and broken, but you still like it. It's not buggy and broken, it's just twisted, confusing, and... It's slightly broken, but that's only because it's BBC. (laughs) Fair enough. It's broken in that awesome... Only in that there was a crack in the wall, but the crack got fixed, so it's not broken anymore. She sounds crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what she just said. Uh, Kelly does, so... I do, actually. I Melissa, do you know? Sad. Yeah. I know yeah. all about the crack in the wall. All right. We it's should... a crack. And in the universe. No, no, we can't There's a hot red can't... What? Near the crack. <laughs> I don't understand. It's okay. You don't need to. All right. Fair okay. enough. We are going to move on. Actually, let's talk about TV shows for a bit. I've been Yay. thinking about this. As someone who doesn't watch a lot of television programming, I find a lot of TV... A little frustrating because it seems almost like every episode is the exact same thing, the exact same story, structure, plot being told with just a slightly different twist on it, right? So every episode of House, it's a cranky old guy that knows a lot about science and there's a bunch of reasons why he's not right, but at the end, he ends up being right anyway and he's just mean to everybody in the middle. And Chuck has, you know, some weird premise where they need to go do something and everything goes wrong, but then the intersect saves them and they go home happy and... Like, most shows just perpetuate the same, exact same plot structure. That's why I don't watch shows like that anymore, anyways. Sometimes it works okay, because I would say that Phineas and Ferb, which is always the, like, the exact same thing, kind of like uh, Pinky and the Brain used to be. You know, they tell you at the very beginning of the show what the show's going to be about, and it's the same structure, and where's Perry, and blah, 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 and Doofenshmirtz's storyline, and their storyline cross at the end. So sometimes I think it's okay. So basically, I'm saying I'm being inconsistent. But as people that watch it's a lot okay more with TV, cartoons. it's okay with cartoons. Okay, that's not, that's a good rule. I think maybe I like that. I like that rule. Girls, you watch a lot of TV. <clears throat> how do you feel about this? Well, I guess it depends on what you like. How far out are you going to take the criticism of formula? Because if you have a crime show or a mystery show or forensic show or whatever. Like fundamentally, you start with a dead body. They figure out who did it. They catch the bad guy. Or occasionally they don't. I want more shows. But where I mean, like, the main is characters... that a problem? Because I mean, that's the fundamental basis of crime novels. So it's no. I mean, it's no different. I, I they, find... should have, they should have shows where the main characters are getting killed off. Well, see, I was gonna say I like. Constantly. I like watching Grey's Anatomy with Melissa because that show is a lot more freeform. 
No, Did you not. just that, say that? That show is so formula. Is it, but people are always sometimes dying or sometimes not. Sometimes it's real characters, no, 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 sometimes no, no, it's no, no, not. No. You just said you liked Grey's Anatomy. Is that even more structured than I realize? Well, I mean, there's the internal drama of who's sleeping with whom and who's having, you know, sexual drama this week. Yeah. A- and then there's the the <clears throat> the sort of boring case that comes in that turns into an interesting case later on. And then there's the really interesting case that comes in and everybody gets all, like, tense about it and they either live or they die. But, I, I mean, it, Grey's Anatomy is a soap opera. Like, it's got some hard formulas. But they kill characters off. Yeah. Which makes it a little bit more exciting because you, you don't actually have that safety net of, you know, John Casey is never going to die in Chuck, ever. Like, he will be a character to the end. That's true. Of, that's probably true of 95% of television. That's true. I mean, soap operas kill off main characters because they have, like, 27 characters at a time. So there's there's always enough characters left that you can kill off some. And you can always bring them back as a twin. You can so. always bring them back as a twin on a soap opera. Lost... You know, they killed off pretty much every main character at least once. Did Lost have a pattern, or was that a little bit more freeform? Oh, there was tons of repetition in that show. mm, It was chaos. There was a lot of chaos, but there was tons of repetition. I mean, there was the, oh my gosh, something mysterious is happening on the island. We're never going to explain it, blah! There has to be an exception. How about about Game of Thrones, Kelly? Miniseries. It is a miniseries, and it's based on a book. So everybody knows what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, Mm. everybody knows what's going to happen, but it's not, it doesn't have formulaic episodes because it's, it's all a, one story it's a, yeah it's all one story it's progression and and honestly you're not going to see a lot of formulaic episodes at all during the course of the continuing series because um because it's all one because story. it's all one story it's just yeah each book is you know the next part and of the, the story, story is preset yeah from the beginning of the series, the whole story is preset, but that's yeah. not true with most television. What yeah, about they, your... write them, they write those episode by episode rather than as a big chunk. Okay. Guess, you know, so. What about your British 1914 estate drama? Downton Abbey. Downton Abbey? Yes. One big story told in chunks. And so I'm guessing that breaks out of the repetition completely? It's a, it's a different kind of program, I guess. It's not, your, it's not a regular... 22 episode series. I guess and there's a difference there. I don't mind the formula on television. I really don't. Even when it is highly repetitive. A mysterious case comes in. House gets it wrong six times and then he gets it right. Or the person dies. Um, yeah, that's how it goes. Sorry if you've never watched House. I just ruined it for you. Spoiling. <laughs> Every single episode. Every single episode. But I don't ruined. care. Because the point isn't about, ooh, is something new going to happen? It's Ooh, are they going to solve this case? Okay. The Simpsons did a pretty good job of not being repetitious. Um, especially for how long it's been running. I know that you guys probably don't That's watch That's because they of Simpsons, bring in but... hundreds and hundreds of different writers. and That's true. And they've got a lot of talents. characters that yeah. they can bounce between. How many yeah. episodes of The Simpsons have you actually watched? 200 maybe? I don't know. Okay. I think I've got a grand total of three, so... Three episodes ever? Yes. Oh, wow. So I am... <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, I guess you don't watch The Simpsons regularly, so I'm not sure you can say that they never repeat. I watched a lot of it when it was in the teens in terms of seasons, um, but now that it's up to like 24 or whatever, seasons 21, something like that, I just don't care anymore. Okay. But I don't know. A lot of the shows that we watch, I, I enjoy them. They're, I think I like them for the funny bits that are in there, not actually for the structure of the show, because they're just predictable and... Apparently, that's just the way TV is written nowadays. That's the way TV's always been written. Okay. Well, then how about we talk about books? Because there was a study that came out in August 
that basically said that people enjoy fiction, enjoy actually any kind of literature more if they know the end before they start. I don't know if you guys followed this story at all, but there was a, a study they did where they took a bunch of uh, classic literature and found ways to spoil it at the beginning for a group of people, spoil it in the middle for a group of people, and then let the story play out how it naturally would. And they found out that scientifically, people that had it spoiled at the very beginning ended up enjoying the story more at the end. And I've heard that there are people out there that read the last page first and... Which rarely spoils anything. Really? Yeah. Yeah. There's almost never... Would you have to read like the whole last chapter? At Some, least, sometimes yeah. more. Okay, yeah. so I'm not a big reader, so this doesn't really apply to me, but I'm thinking with three avid readers in the room, like, do you find that you would care about the story spoilers at the end? Or yes. is a story good regardless of whether or not you know it? Spoiling the story makes me crazy, and people who try to ruin things for me make me violent. Do you reread books? Sometimes. Okay. Very, not, not often, but when they're really, really good. I reread a lot of books. <clears throat> me too. And, I mean, when I know how the story's going to go, I can just read through the book a whole lot faster most of the time. But I remember when Harry Potter, the last Harry Potter book came out. The uh, last one? Yeah. I thought the Dumbledore Dies one was the big spoiler. <gasps> you Sorry. just ruined that. <laughs> no, I, I remember I when the last one, one came is. out. <laughs> how could there be a story a spoiler at the end? All that was, well, you didn't know how it was going to end exactly. Like, you knew that it was going who to was end. Gonna die, who was going to die. But who was going to die? Because one of the things that was released was that somebody was going to die. One of the main characters was going to die before. That was that was released. Okay. Like, a right. month or two Was it before. a professor? Without spoiling it for real. Is that what you mean by a character dies? No. Or you mean Dumbledore? No. Or uh, uh, Voldemort? <laughs> We're talking no. one of the three main characters. No, no, a, nope. a, a main, just a major, a ma character. A major character. The only okay, character I know character. of was a professor. And Hedwig. And there are lots. The of... owl. Yes. People cared about the owl. Yes, yes people cared. Oh. But it was it, it, there were there were two very quickly at the very beginning of the book the, of the book, and it was those two. But I remember I knew that about the book, and I was terrified the like the beginning half of the book about who was going to die, and by the time I got halfway through the book. Because it was the longing, longest camping trip in the world. I didn't care who was going to die. I wanted to kill some of them because they just wouldn't stop whining. <laughs> Lots of people die in that book. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It doesn't uh, come across in the movie at all. It's because you don't, don't know who yeah. any of those characters are. They all die in the movie. You just don't know who they are. Yeah. Okay. Um, I remember I remember knowing this and not, not wanting to find out who was going to die. And I remember, like talking to somebody who was like, oh, do, you've already read the end of it, haven't you? I'm like, no, don't talk to me. Like, I walked away from people because I didn't want to know the end the first time I read it. The book I'm reading now is Inheritance from the Inheritance Cycle, Aragon and Eldest. And I know sort of how it ends because he told you in the first book what had to happen at the end. Like, there's one conclusion that can happen. Like, it's the only way that the story can end. So I know how it's going to end. But I don't know the details of how it's going to end. And I think that's that's the part to know about is how is the detail part of how the story ends. How much hmm. details do they know? I don't mind knowing the end. Yeah? Do you prefer it? <clears throat> I mean, it'd be hard to know uh, yeah. because you've never... I don't go out of my way to find out the end. Because the, the end doesn't make any sense if I haven't read the book. So I don't, I'm not a person who reads the last chapter first. Although I will admit occasionally if I'm in the middle of a story and it's getting kind of tense, sometimes I will read the last page 
just to see if anybody I care about is on the last page. <laughs> <laughs> I can find out if they're going to live long enough. You know, if it's one of those books, I, I'll I'll spoil it a little bit for myself because I like I like the security, I guess, that comes along with knowing kind of how it's going to go. And I reread a lot of books a lot of times. And when you are rereading something, you know how it's going to end. And I like it just as much the second or fifth time as I did the first time. All right. Sometimes more. I think the other thing, sorry to keep going on this. I think the no, other thing is it. that I remember reading a book in college where somebody said, there's this giant twist at the end. And I was like, okay. And so the entire book, I was trying to figure out what, what the giant, twist was. And I figured it out halfway through and I was like, no, the twist is th that it isn't what this is. That's what the twist is, is that it's something. No. And I was so mad and disappointed that the twist was exactly what I predicted in the first half of the book. The researchers tried to figure out why this was, because apparently knowing how mysteries ended and ironic twists, uh, stories both had uh, a positive outcome if you knew what happened before you started. Uh, so researchers proposed two ideas. One, that plots may be overestimated, that they're you know just overly exaggerated. Uh, one person said that uh, plots are just excuses for great writing. What the plot is is almost irrelevant. The pleasure is in the writing itself. So, you know, Kelly might be able to, to speak to that. But the other possible reason they thought that it, it happened this way <clears throat> was that if a story was spoiled for you, you could relax. It was it was cognitively easier. That's you could you could sit back and focus more on the story itself without having to worry about how it wrapped up at the yeah, end. Yeah, that's what my yep. mom's like. She drives me crazy when we're watching movies. She's like, "What's happening? What? Where is this going? What? Oh my gosh! Why did he do that?" I'm like, "Oh no, no, mom! I haven't seen this before. Stop trying to ruin it." My mom is the same way, where she'll just ask questions and, qu and I'm like, "They just told you, or in three seconds they will tell you." Like. Uh, there should be like a rule that you can't ask a question until. Oh my God! Yeah. You know who the movie. else asks questions <clears throat> like that? Hmm. I wonder who. Yes, I'm guilty of interrupting with questions. So it's not the interrupting with questions. It's the the story hasn't finished, so of course I don't know the answer. Neither do you. <laughs> that's why. Yeah, it's those questions that make me insane. Okay. Qu question then about my birthday present. Do you think I would have enjoyed it more if it was wrapped in saran wrap or see-through plastic? No. Presents are better when you don't yeah, know but for sure. That's different than a story. <clears throat> How do we feel about movies? Same thing? Because the way. study was only for literature. So I don't mind knowing the end of the movie. Games? If you know Uncharted before you started? I I don't know. Because I guess Uncharted's the only game I can really think about where I was invested in the story long term to see how the whole thing played out. I mean, most of the games I play don't have super sophisticated storylines. Costume quest. Did I figure they were going to rescue the sibling and eat the candy themselves and beat the monsters? Yeah, I kind of figured it was going to turn out that way, so I didn't have to worry. Uncharted, I couldn't tell you if I would enjoy it more knowing the end. I can tell you I enjoy playing through a second time, even knowing the end. I think I like it better the first time when I don't know when there's going to be a twist or what the twist will be, but... And I can't tell you why a game is different, because I don't mind it in books and I don't mind it in movies. I think the interesting thing about a game is that if you already kind of know the story, if it is a story-centric game, you're not going to care about, you know, Call of Duty or whatever. But something like Uncharted, when you already know how it wraps up, you can sit back and enjoy the mechanics of the game. You can enjoy the shooting and the platforming and all of the the interstitial stuff between cutscenes or dialogue. You can just sit back and be like, ah, you see me punch that dude? I punched him real good, didn't I? And then you can... <laughs> 
gloat and be awesome. Gloat there, about getting through the first time on something and then dying terribly. That happens try. too sometimes, but playing through Uncharted 2 on Crushing was a great moment of <clears throat> just like self-congratulatory bliss because you'd get in way over your head and the screen would start going gray and you would just like fight it off and fight it off and fight it off for 30 seconds. The screen is still gray and then you'd eventually emerge victorious and feel awesome. All right, Kelly, how do you feel about Apple products? I like Apple products. How do you feel about the people that use them? <laughs> pretentious well, jerks, but I use them, so... But I'm not a pretentious jerk about it. All right, well, I, I've been thinking about this lately because Samsung is running a new commercial. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's for their new phone. I don't remember what it's called. But the whole commercial, it's about a minute long, and it, it's, uh, it's essentially an Apple store. Oh, actually, there's a bunch of Apple stores. There's California, there's New York, there's Seattle. It's a Samsung and, store? No, they're Apple stores nine hours before the launch of the new phone. So there's the line of hipsters all outside waiting to get their new iPhone fill in the blank. I don't think it's that it's... Well, have you seen this yet? So, so they're all sitting there like, you know, they're reading their blogs and they're checking and they're like, was it 4G? I don't know. Like some sites are saying it's got bad battery life. And like one guy's like, well, it doesn't look any different. So how will people know that I upgraded? And like all that kind of like super, you know... How like, will people know? Yeah. I need so, people to know that I've upgraded already. So, yeah, so they spend like 40 seconds like showing you kind of the, the sheeple mentality sheeple. Of, of, of some hardcore <laughs> Apple fans. And I then, th yeah, I think it's I think it's more that, that not that Apple is awful, but that the people who have started this Apple cult are awful. This hipster. Oh, God, I hate hipsters. I hate them so much. Hipsters are quite awful. Do you I see hate a picture em. of Aaron I post, or I commented on the other day? He looks like a hipster. Yeah, but he's Aaron. That's fair enough. He's just we kind of always saw this coming. Yeah, but no. So the, <laughs> the end of the commercial are are the people in line looking at people walking past them with Samsung phones, going like, oh, like as if the person walking by is like this shining ray of hope and, and joy and 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 difference that that they didn't have in their life before. And there's a weird similarity to the old 1984 commercial that you guys probably don't remember because you were born that era. That year, yeah, it was and like you weren't even alive. Two and a half. No, there's an old Apple commercial <laughs> where it's basically making fun of like. Uh, typical PCs of the era and how they were like uh, essentially like Soviet communist like stuck in the 1984 like you know think speak or double speak or whatever thought police kind of mentality and that the Apple comes through to be like the liberating force of the people but the Samsung commercial like shows that it's almost like flip where now the Apple products are the oppressive blinding 1984. Well, that was kind Do you feel oppressed by Apple products? I hate using them. I find the, the interaction with the products abysmal. I think the hardware is good typically, but the use of them I find atrocious. So like original iPods like you have with the, the, the scroll wheel, I think the wheel is terrible. And all the ones I've ever used at some point have locked up just randomly through whatever means. Um, the iPhone 3G had terrible battery life. You had to plug it in every four hours. The 4 had terrible reception. You'd drop calls constantly. The 4S just came out, bad battery life again. Um, Apple, for the longest time, fought the idea <laughs> of, a, of a double button mouse. Did you, <laughs> do you feel oppressed by Apple products? I did in high school and middle school. I lost a bunch of projects because Mac OS is used to crash constantly. Okay, but at the time, Apple OSs were crashing I don't like new Windows, OS. I don't I mean, like the new OS 10. I find that quite awful. It's hard to multitask for me. Um, I, so okay. I, I guess I hate having to use them. I hate it when someone hands me their phone and it's an iPhone and I'm like, I okay, just want to make you, a phone call. You hate Windows the buttons. You hate Windows XP too. That's because I can't easily get to new programs. 
hard to multitask. It's exactly the same. It came complaint. out in two thousand one, though. I don't care. Apple just got. Is that uh, really that old? Yeah, two thousand one. Ten years oh old. Oh my god! But like in in Lion that just came out, they finally added full screen mode to programs, which hadn't existed until then. I'm like, how is it two thousand eleven before you get full screen application running? Like, I, I I hate the use of them, and so when I'm forced to use them, I'm disappointed by the experience. <clears throat> so Luke I, is a racist. I, I'm, I'm guessing you do not feel that way. I, I do not feel you like your by Apple. Apple. I mean, I don't feel the need to upgrade. I'm not a part of any cult. Um, I I'm not gonna. Stand, then we can prove. That's true. I'm not gonna stand in line for 27 hours to get a phone that costs you know more than you make in a week. I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna play the game, but I like the products. I like my iPod. It works just fine. It locks up on very rare occasions, and it's usually because I did something in the wrong order. When it locks up, it almost always locks up if I have it in hold mode and I plug it into my computer to charge. Okay. That's when it locks up. It almost never, probably twice in the time I've owned it, has it locked up <clears throat> outside of that misstep on my part. So my iPod works just dandy. The scroll wheel. I like it okay. I mean, the the buttons don't stick. It doesn't, you know, nothing's breaking off. There's probably a better way to do an interface with a MP3 player, but I, I do just fine. I like my laptop. I like the adjustability of the dock, for example. The dock? The dock. So in Windows, you've got the start menu, and you've got the start bar at the bottom, and it's always at the bottom, and that's where all that information lives. No, you can totally move that. Okay. You can move to the top. You have two options. Easy. You can move to the sides too. What? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Windows Seven. You can move to the side. No, no, no. You've no. Always this is been like, able to. Graham used like to have forever. it on the side. I didn't even know this. So <laughs> yes. Anyways. Okay, but I mean, okay, but I put my dog. I mean, it's this. It's essentially the same thing. Okay. Um, for a Mac, I put it off to the side because it was it was a drag and drop to put it off to the side. Whereas in Windows, it never seemed like that was an option. Apparently I was wrong and I'll It was complicated that, but... a way to do it. Yeah, I don't remember exactly how. But I mean, my dock, I just dragged and dropped it, put it off to the side so I can have my windows where I wanted them. I don't have trouble multitasking even without a mouse. Um, I mean, I do just fine. I do not feel oppressed by Apple products either in the sense that I constantly need more or in the sense that I hate the way they work. They work just fine. I use, I use a Mac at school, I use a Mac at home and I'm perfectly happy. Amy, you've only owned iPods, right? That's your only Apple product? Correct. And you had a Nano and the Shuffle? I had three Nanos. Three Nanos. Why three? Because I outgrew one. Like, not enough space? Yes. No, her, just, her feet wouldn't fit into it. <laughs> one got stolen. Oh, no. That's right. And then I upgraded. And the way things are right now with the Nano, I would not upgrade again because I don't like... The new Nano, which is just those a little square ones. Yeah, the little the... square ones with the screen that you mm -hmm. flick. I I don't like that. How do you feel about using iTunes? Good I like experience? iTunes. And syncing is great. You don't mind. I don't have any problems getting stuff into it. Once I figured out how to get stuff into it, I did have like I had a um a download thing where every so often I would log into it and download a talk or a song or something. It took me a little while to figure out how to get all of those into iTunes. Once I figured out how to get it into iTunes, I had no problem. The only thing that frustrates me about iTunes is their support because I bought a CD on iTunes and one of the songs didn't load right. 
And their response was, to, oh, just download it again. No, that doesn't work. Well, follow all these steps. Okay, I'm asking you how to do this because I already did that. <laughs> Fix this. Although that's tech, I mean, that's tech that's support. That's tech support. That, that's bad but anywhere. It's one of those things where, like, in, in the email that I sent them, like, I told them that I already had gone through this whole list of things that they tell you to do. It's called a rigmarole. But, yes. I, I mean, I was frustrated. Isn't that I finally figured out how to solve the problem without their help, but I was a little frustrated by their customer service because they didn't listen all the way. But other than that, I've never had problems with it. I mean, I've had things that, you know, the download went wrong, the download didn't happen, or whatever that I've purchased. And I said, this didn't work, and they load it right back up there for me, and no problems at all with that. So Fair enough. And she's using iTunes on a PC. Yeah. I would just like to state, for the record... Which is less good than Mac, from what I've heard. I wouldn't know. Kelly, okay, now my funny joke, I have a real question. Does any sushi place you know of have a rigmarole? They should. They should. That should be the name of a <laughs> that sushi. That crap should be in there. I bet the Koibito people. I, they'd make Because they have all me. kinds The of... next time we go I'm there... I'm just going to go there and be like, will you make me a rigmarole? And they'll say, I don't know what that is. And you'll say, you're whatever like... you bring me is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want you to invent it right Surprise now. Surprise me. That guy is my freaking hero. Yeah, do you actually know him by name? No. You should. He's, he's Japanese guy. he's Japanese sushi chef. Um You should you should introduce yourself next Sojirushi. time. Sojirushi. That's his name. <laughs> Sojirushi. Alright, speaking of food. Hattori Hanzo. This is gonna crash and burn miserably because I know most of you do not eat fast food of any kind. Yeah. But I would like to know if you could cobble together your favorite menu items from various fast food places, uh, what would be your dream meal? Like if someone said, I will, I will make you your dream fast food meal, you have to have at least one main item, ideally two sides, and a dessert of some kind. Two sides? Yeah. <clears throat> if you want to do just one side, you can do just one side. I spent most of my life not being able to finish a sandwich and fries. Like how am I supposed to get two well, sides? Well, okay, you don't have to eat all of the food. Because this is like your dream meal, so if you get all of these things and only half of your, them... Your stomach for wasteful. this exercise this is, is... Okay, you're you're <laughs> on death row, and for whatever reason you chose fast food as your last meal. You know, they've stopped doing that in most places. What? Tell me you more. You don't get a final meal? That's Well, you get a final meal, but you don't get to make the requests. What? They were getting, ex they were getting ridiculously extravagant, and people don't want to pay for... So the tragedy is, and this might say something about America, but I've heard that a shocking amount of death row last meals uh, involve McDonald's or KFC. A lot of them do, but enough of them were too expensive. Plus, there's kind of the moral outrage of treating someone who's committed a heinous crime to <laughs> uh, something special just okay. because it's their last day on Earth. Um, so a lot of, uh, a number of states anyway, have discontinued the practice. All right. I find it heinous that anybody would get McDonald's for their last meal. Um, okay, well. <laughs> I agree. I still want just, you guys to. I've, I had that for the first time in like seven years here recently, and it was bad. It is bad. I felt ill. Really, I had some Chick McNuggets really the other day. Ill. All 20 of them were great. 20? So, heck yeah, 20 McNuggets and a chicken sandwich no on the side. Did you dip them in honey? No, barbecue what? sauce. Three packets. Okay, that's right. That's awesome. No person should eat. That's a family size box. That's no. a Luke size box. That's a Luke size box, no. apparently. Oh. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. This explains why he didn't eat that day when he came over to the house later. And that could have oh. been the same day, yes. All right. I will tell you what my dream meal. She's <laughs> getting ill just thinking about that. <laughs> Please don't throw up on the microphone. All right. Throw up on Amy. So, again, no! try to think of what your favorite fast food cobbled together meal would be. We'll come back to it. How about that? We will We will come back to this at the end. You guys can tell me 
And it doesn't have to be like fast foody fast food. It can be like Panera bread. That's as that's as far as I'm willing to go. I don't think Red Robin counts as fast food. So not um, that anyone here. If would it has a drive Red Robin. Yes, if it has a drive through, I will count that as fast food. It's a Starbucks count. Yes. The so, ideally, pharmacist counts. One, one main, <laughs> so two sides, yeah. and something that could be considered a dessert. <clears throat> we will come back to that. Okay, on the topic, on the topic of things you should not be consuming, I've lately been thinking about the current budget situation in Washington State, and I guess in the nation as a whole, and the whole idea of vice taxes, of sin taxes, of of having extra taxes on things that are considered bad for you. And what effect that could have potentially on you know butter? Butter actually would be red out, meat would be taxed. This in, is this is approaching demolition man. A, a little absurdity. bit. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so a prime example is last month in Denmark they proposed essentially a fat tax. Um, any high fat meal or actually even ingredient had some proportion of tax on it. So if you went to the store and bought butter, if you went to the store and bought a hamburger, or a restaurant that hamburger, there would be a tax as a ratio i guess of the fat per weight of item just to force people to well theoretically so theirs was more well allegedly for like health concerns um denmark fell below the average life expectancy of 79 which is like some oh, european goal and so they wanted to like fall back <laughs> so they're 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 too chubby to hang out with the cool kids anymore well they're not chubby they just ended up having a, a shorter life expectancy that year so they passed this tax um a lot and, of european countries are passing um, junk food taxes. And we had one Belgium's. that was taxed or mm. added last year, if I remember correctly, in Belgium's Washington. Like the chocolate and it was repealed this year. Wasn't there something no, like soda? It was, a, or... it was so Washington State has no sales tax on food, and they were going to put a minimal, I guess, syntax equivalent on certain types of junk food. Although like candy a and lot soda. Of, well, it was bottled beverages, including bottled water, um, candy. And a few other things, although mm, a shocking number of things that you would think would have been included on the list got out for various like intentions. Red Bull or something. Was like jelly bean? Of... They're gonna tax jelly beans? Red vines, because they no fat. Their first ingredient is wheat. Okay, loopholes. Yep. What's the first ingredient? Jelly beans. Uh, sugar, probably. Jelly. <laughs> jelly. See, that's they can't tax that. <clears throat> you can tax jelly if you want. I mean, theoretically, you could tax anything you want if if the people will allow it. The Constitution will allow it. We would have taxes on things like tobacco and alcohol and I think gasoline. gambling. I think gasoline people... does, yes, but that's not exactly it. A... There is some sugar tax, I mean, because there's a tax on sodas. Is there still? Or I thought it got repealed. It's a different tax. Okay. Yeah, so there, this was an, a special additional tax, but there's a tax on foods that don't meet a certain nutrition value have a tax on them. Okay, and how do we feel about that? I think it's a good idea. I, I think a lot of the junk food and, and other garbage that we eat is purely a luxury. It's not a necessity. Um, your, your soda is your candies, the stuff like that, that hopefully you're not consuming for nutritional sustenance. Um, so many people that stuff, are. <laughs> unfortunately, there probably are some people who do. But I, I, like, it seems like such a luxury, and it's <clears> something that's bringing down the overall health of, of our you know local population. And we have such a huge deficit that having something like a tax to you know, fix all those problems seems logical. 
And I mean, historically, with, with these kind of taxes, they have caused like bootlegging and black market dealings with, you know, moonshine and homegrown tobacco and bootleg whatever. Bootleg cheeseburgers. But I, I don't see people making bootleg like candy corn. I mean, maybe they will, but I think most people aren't going to go through the effort of making their own Snickers bar. They're just going to pay an extra five cents for the bar and contribute to the local economy. So how do we feel about this kind of stuff? Do we think it's too oppressive? Is it too big man, big brother, corporate America, blah, 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 or... I don't really care. You don't really, like, if they did I don't drink it, soda pop, so... Is there anything that would usually. fall foul of this for you? Like, what if they started taxing General they, Sows or... they tax sushi, I'm going to be pissed off. All right, so that's that's your line. That's my... That's Sushi's the line relatively healthy. I will come at them say, I don't, with I, a freaking samurai sword. I think, I think sushi would be safe. I think you'd be okay with that. Better. That seems like a fairly healthy food. <clears throat> it well until they deep fry it. And... So if it was on the ballot, <laughs> if there was like a, a ten cent per soft drink per candy bar thing, would you vote yes or no? Given our situation with the state budget, or is uh, that too oppressive? I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It wouldn't affect my purchasing so much. So because I don't buy things like that. So. Well, they're looking at me. You'd have a hard time telling. Um, you eat very well for a big man. <laughs> I do. Um, I probably would because I'm I'm for getting more money into the government so they can freaking fix crap. So, yep. Melissa, how do you feel about syntaxes? Oh, historian and libertarian. Actually, no, that's Scott. Yeah, I was like, what? Do you know what a libertarian is? Yes. Uh, not if you just called me one. <laughs> um, I would approve of the tax. I don't think it would solve the deficit problem no. the way you think it would. Because, because people she just go to, to Oregon or yeah. Tell me tell me, oh Planet Money listener, why my plan is you know, to fail. just be, so I listen to Planet Money to get smarter, not because I know anything. So two reasons. A, if it changes behavior the way you want it to change behavior, you still end up having to spend a lot of money for various things in government but you don't have people buying the things that are taxed. And B, I don't think you could set the... I don't think you could get a tax high enough that people would agree to. Because to make any difference, you'd have to charge 25 cents for uh, a dollar candy know, bar? Well, I don't know the numbers. I just... My in, my impression as a non-expert you know expert in the field is that I don't mind the tax, but I don't know that it would solve the problem. It's not... I mean, yeah, I mean, taxes on cigarettes don't stop people from smoking cigarettes. It just makes more broke cigarettes and it doesn't <clears throat> i mean and it doesn't fund clean air and health programs no not at all adequately fair enough also you could you could make the argument i guess that it kind of uh i don't know discriminates against the poor because rich people would just laugh off a you know 10 percent increase in the price of the item and it wouldn't even make a difference to them whereas someone who isn't making very much would look at it and be like oh no my bottle of pepsi is now more expensive poor people don't need to buy that much soda well so maybe it could be an incentive. I mean, neither for... do rich people. Let's just be clear. <laughs> Nobody needs that much soda. But I mean, the the social good of having junk food be more expensive is actually a better case for it than the financial side. That it would discourage people from buying food that is unhealthy, and hopefully encourage people to purchase more healthy foods. I, I recently watched a documentary about corporate food production and its relation to government. And I mean, <clears throat> one of the points made by the documentary makers is that like a lot of our food is unnaturally inexpensive. 
a lot of junk food is way cheaper than it should be. And so people end up buying much more of it because you can get more of the junk food for the same price than you can get of vegetables. And really you should just buy the vegetables. Yeah. Vegetables are expensive. They don't taste as good. They well yeah, they do. I would I would rather have my Three Musketeers bar than your celery stick. Thank you very much. Don't buy celery, buy something better. I, I would... You know celery is awesome. You know why? Tell me why it's awesome. awesome. Because if you eat a celery stick, it takes more calories to burn it up in your body than you are ingesting. I, so eating celery literally makes you skinnier. I want to look into that myth. I, I should do my own little Mythbusters experiment because I, I find that questionable. I've heard it too. I've heard that for many years. It's just, but it, it seems too, too crazy. Too crazy? Too crazy. It's mostly water. Yes, but there's not water and not water is something. It's mostly water and fiber. I'll look into it. I'll, I will see if I can dig up some facts. How are you going? How are you going to disprove this? You're going to burn it and be like. He yeah, actually, could, you could do that. You can yeah. count the calories by building a calorimeter. a bomb calorimeter. By it sounds oh awesome. God, I like could, this idea. You could build Let's a build fire, a, a little, a little, a little TP fire. That's not how this works. No. You need to measure the thermal output of the consumption of the product. Yeah. Like in all air, you have to have it encased in water. Is what I'm saying. Bomb cat revenues work by. There's being no way you're gonna burn clean. a stick of celery, which is like 90% water, in Water. Yes. That's why this is going to take some more thought. That's not how my calorimeter worked when I was in chemistry. How did your calorimeter work? Um, I think we burned the... We used a marshmallow because peanut is actually what it called for, but we were concerned about allergies, so we burned a marshmallow instead. Um, <clears throat> and um, But it was like underneath... Instead of a Bunsen burner heating the beaker of water, we had a, a like a metal plate and burned the the food item okay underneath as, as the fuel source heating up the water and measured hmm. the increase in temperature it's a way to do it it is a sloppy way to do it but it is a way to do it um, okay it's with the little diagram in my science project sure 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 book oh choices <laughs> told I mean, me to do it's one of those fascinating <laughs> things like so so a food calorie a, a kilo calorie yeah. 1000 calories um is a scientific measure of how much it takes to boil, uh, what is it, one... You just one lost li all the Americans in the audience. No, it's I don't how much it takes to boil like water. It's how much it takes to, to, to Sorry, to raise one milliliter of water one degree Celsius. Yes. That is a kilocalorie. Um, so the better you have it insulated on all surfaces, the more accurate your measurement becomes. But that sounds like a reasonable way to do it in a chemistry class. Still, I need to look into this Ask celery Wright, claim. Because he told me my project was okay. Okay. And then I think he, I got an A. You know what else is awesome about celery? What? Peanut butter. Peanut butter is the only good thing about <laughs> celery. <laughs> so, God, I don't even know how we ate celery before peanut butter was invented. Ranch dressing? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Which came first, the ranch dressing or the peanut butter? Ooh. Oh my gosh, this is even harder. Peanut butter. Hummus. Peanut Gross. butter. What? Hummus is not good. Don't even try. What? Who's that man? Was there some like famous man with the George Washington Carver or something like that? Didn't he invent the peanut press? What are you even talking about yes. anymore? What, your question. We're answering your question. <laughs> oh. Peanut butter or ranch dressing? What came first? I'm pretty sure peanut butter. Strawberry jelly. I don't know what kind of seasoning is, is in ranch dressing. Hummus. Hummus came first. Well, hummus yes. isn't good. So yes, we are is. going to drop it and move Not on. Not on celery, I don't think. Actually, it probably wasn't good before celery. garlic was invented, so... Garlic... When was garlic invented? <laughs> a long time before peanut butter was invented. Lies. Yeah. Lies. Probably so, about the same time as a chickpea. I'm gonna tell a Which random is what you story. Make about with. Where you go? Oh, uh, at work. 
I work at Frito-Lay, and we've got this huge forklift that weighs like... You're contributing to the obesity. People don't have to buy it if they don't want to buy it. But then you wouldn't have a job. Yeah. But you guys should all buy it. Okay, so, <laughs> <laughs> so we got this huge forklift, weighs like 7,500 pounds. It is like insanely, insanely heavy. Nothing moves it. It wins all fights with anything you run into. It's just like heavy, though. It's not actually heavy. Yeah, it's actually just like heavy. Um, so once upon a time, so we got these these little tubes of peanuts you can buy from Frito-Lay. They cost 50 cents. They are maybe containing 30 peanuts. We once had one of those fall out of a box behind the forklift. The forklift runs over this little thing of peanuts and instantly pulverizes it into peanut butter and peanut oil, like on the spot, instantaneously. The thing about forklifts that people don't know is that there's only one drive wheel on them. There's one wheel that controls the all, you know, forward motion of the vehicle. So it goes and it just grinds to a stop because it is in this big pool of peanut butter oil and it can't be moved. It does not have enough friction on the concrete to move in any direction. So we are sitting there like with our shoulders trying to get this 7,500 pound thing to shift laterally across this peanut butter slick and we weren't able to do it. So we had to go get a bunch of like oil, uh, a bunch of hand soap and just like squirt the hand soap pump all over the floor and then like make a big sudsy mess and then like rub our hands all over the wheel and get out like towels and dry the whole thing down. And then we were able to- This story is awesome. So yeah, 7,500 pound forklift stocked by a 50 cent pound bag or 50 (laughs) cent bag of peanuts. It was amazing. It, it was one of those moments where you're just looking at it and you're like, oh, like this is an elephant being scared of a Peanut mouse. Peanut definitely came before the, the forklift. <laughs> that, got much, that, solved. that much I am sure of. Okay, we need to go back to this fast food thing. I'm sure you haven't put much thought into it. But I want to know, even if you can come up with something that's tangentially fast food, what your perfect meal would be. And it can be from any time. If, if, if you were a kid of the 80s and you liked the KFC... Things, what are they called now? Chicken Littles. Chicken Littles from the 80s. Those are so good. I always forget KFC. See, Melissa thinks that's that's fast food. Arby's has good, healthy food. You can get a roast beef sandwich. (laughs) But have you seen where that roast beef comes from? No, tell me. It's like this slab of greasy, just... Uh, it sounds like beef. God knows what. Beef is a big slab of greasy God knows what. No, it's not beef. It's something else. I hope, Noah, if you're listening to this, let us know what is inside of your roast beef. Because he used to work there. He, uh, he probably, oh, <laughs> no. It's, right. it's disgusting. It's the, literally like these, like, dog-sized slabs of What is with you goo. and dogs and food tonight? I don't know. And, uh, <laughs> and they just, they put it on their little slicer and it slices it real thin. And it looks like roast beef, but it's not. All right. We will, I will look into the calorie consumption of celery and the production of Arby's. Okay, my ideal meal, again, given that this can span periods of time, I want a bacon ultimate cheeseburger from Jack in the Box circa 2001 era, like when it was first awesome before they added the condiments to it, because it used to just be meat and cheese and bun. They didn't have any uh, ketchup or mustard on it back then. So like a 2001 era bacon ultimate cheeseburger. As my main, and then I want Arby's seasoned curly fries as my first side, and then KFC mashed potatoes 
so I can dip the curly <laughs> fries into the mashed potatoes. What? You're dipping potatoes into yes. That's like using the word in the sentence when you're describing it. It is true. It's not okay. Megan Wentz introduced me to this theory. She would go, we would go there to KFC and she would get JoJo's and mashed potatoes and eat the JoJo's with the mashed potatoes. It is pretty good. I thought she was crazy, but it is really good. So, <sighs> so those are my two sides. And then I want an orange Julius, strawberry, add banana Julius as my dessert. You don't okay. Back in the day, you wanted the uh, the crazy meal where you would go to uh, what was it Wendy's and d- get the four patty oh, hamburger, yes. and, and then you they had a deal where you could double the meat. And yes. so you'd have eight patties in your hamburger, and then you went to like Jack in the Box where you could add bacon to add any bacon soft to anything, drink, and I was gonna, and you were gonna yep. add it to your soft drink. And uh, then, you, third and then it was Taco Bell for something. I don't remember what you were getting. I think Taco, Taco Bell's Bell. dream was always just to go through the drive-through and order whatever the person in front of me ordered. Just cold. Just say, like, I want whatever the person in front of me is. Don't tell me what it is. Don't tell me how much. I trust you not to screw me over and drive up to the window. <laughs> that, that was always my Taco Bell thing. That's but, great. yes, those three dreams of mine have never been I done. always thought the milkshake with the, the bacon was awesome. Yeah, so. that was going to be good. Um, so what, what would I want? I would want a demo burger. Mm, okay, we'll allow this. It's kind of fast. Sort of. It's only available twice a year, though. So we'll allow it. Mm, all right. Demo burger. With with onions on it? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, onions. Um, and wait, I haven't given this a lot of thought. <laughs> okay. Demo. Okay, demo burger. We've got that nailed down. I think I'd want French fries for sure. From where? From Egan's. Okay, I will yep. allow that also. Yep. And the goop for them. <laughs> That's your second side. Yeah, you just want a whole like like two cups of goop. Just goopage <laughs> everywhere. And then for a drink. Oh, a dessert, a dessert. Oh, oh, you know what? They make them quick, so I'm counting it. Um, uh, bubble tea. Yeah. Okay, so you got demo burger, fries, and bubble tea. Yep. All right. And goop. And goop. And goop. That's <laughs> a goop. Uh, now that he said Big Tom's, I bet you're going to have a Big Tom's shake. I was always going to have a Big Tom's shake. Okay. Peanut butter shake. What's your main? With the chunky peanut butter. Did the peanut butter come before the shake, though? Yes. Um, <laughs> fish tacos. From Taco Del Mar? It doesn't really matter. Probably from a, a street vendor. Okay. Because oh, I am discounting delicious street vendors in like New York. Oh yes. My God. You've never that been to New York. Up. Yeah, sure. Desert. You yeah. visited Aaron. Yeah, I yeah, was yeah. at Aaron's wedding. I forgot. In New York. Although I didn't eat at a string. Street. What? I can't. You never speak. ate like a New York hot dog when you were in New York. It was like a million degrees in New York while I was. You there. are a failure. Whatever. I would just like to say that. Fish tacos, sweet potato fries. From where? Peanut butter milkshake. Doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. She doesn't even care. She just wants these things. Sweet potato fries. All right. Yeah. Amy, fast food. Uh, Dairy Queen French fries. They're so good. I love so Dairy good. Queen French fries. They're so good. Um, recent... They coat them in heroin. I think they do. <laughs> uh, I really like chicken burrito from Chipotle. Okay. Yeah. I really like What's that. What's Chipotle? The place we had burritos from last week. Yeah, you had one. You were oh, here. Right. It's the burrito that you can't help but spill all over yourself. I don't think I've ever. I thought that somebody. came from like a burrito bus or something. Nope, nope that's from Chipotle. <gasps> that's fast food. Well, sort of. Yeah, yeah. 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 A taco oh truck God. is totally. Okay, can uh, I change my answer? No, Amy has to finish. First. If a taco truck had an equally good uh, burrito, I would take it from a taco do truck. Do they do? Um, I don't know what my second side would be. Um, because I really like. I only had one. Fries. Yeah. Um, and for my dessert, I would get a mint chocolate dilly bar. I like them. 
Wait, 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 what? Dairy Queen Dilly Bars? I know what they are, but you, so it's mint inside covered in chocolate? Yes. Yeah. What? Yes. I know what I'm doing tomorrow for lunch. <laughs> Tom Water, Tom Water Dairy Queen, here I come. Sorry, I want to replace everything on my He's going to die at 50. <laughs> then we should tax me before I die so someone gets some benefit. 20 chicken nuggets and a dilly bar. <laughs> I didn't even think about the chicken nuggets. That's on the way. Hmm. <laughs> you can dip the chicken nuggets in the dilly bar. Oh, here we go. Now oh. this has gotten good. This is like Inception. No, but I want to I I I replace everything on my menu with a vegetarian burrito from the burrito buses. I think it's called California Taco. If that's the yes, 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 that's the name. As far as I'm aware, it's it's burrito bus. Okay. If I didn't have a burrito, I would want a euro. Ooh, those are good. Or a churro. Churros are also good. No, That'd be a dessert, though. Yes. Typically. All right. Let's talk about puppies. Let's talk about F1. Okay. Then we can talk about puppies. Yes. I know people have whined in the past about F1, so we will keep it short. People but the can season just eat it. The season is now over. We have a world champion. Whoop de doo. Hey, and Sebastian. It, it is Vettel. Getting time for me to get excited about next year. Sebastian had an awesome season. It was so boring for everybody no, it else. Wasn't. There were lots of other crashes. I just read an article today where, where my man Brad, you man Brad, the, yeah, at the New York the Times, New York Times um, was talking about how it it actually wasn't a boring season, despite the fact that Sebastian Vettel won the championship four races before the end by hundred and twenty-two points. Yeah, he destroyed everybody else this year. It was wrapped up way before the end. Okay, the, and that's uh, unfortunate because all the seasons before that went right to the end. Yeah, but there was still tons of excitement. Maybe because it was Lewis running into Felipe all the time. If we didn't have those idiots, I don't know if it'd be as exciting. We had Michael and Kamui. Yeah. They ran into it. So if without idiots, <laughs> then it wasn't a very good season. Hey, but don't you call Kamui an idiot. The race for the actual championship was way more boring than there the four previous years. There was a lot of good Jensen-Alonso action yeah. for second place. I mean... Mark it, failing to pass any McLaren successfully. See, it was an exciting season. I guess just compared to the three, four, one, two, three, four years before that, seven, eight, nine, and ten were amazing. And then 11 was just kind of a downer. And I guess that's the way it's always going to be. You can't always have it. Crank to eleven. And I don't think it was a downer. Are we talking? Is that like a? Is that an ant? Wait, what is that? It's just an adage that people use. Yeah, crank to eleven. That's from that movie. No. Yes. No. I'm pretty sure yes. it came out before the movie. Mm. Also movie? before milkshakes. Also before peanut butter. Which Gosh, movie are we talking about? No, uh, it's the one. Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. No, dummy. Better than that. Uh, what? Hey, get out of my house. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, meat. It's not Anvil. That's that. Meet the Robinsons. Actual. That's an awesome band. movie. No, it's it's. Yes, a, it is. It's a, no, okay, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> a movie, but it, no, that's not the movie I'm talking about. It's a it's a it's a spoof. It's a mockumentary about a band. Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. Spinal Tap. This is Spinal Tap. They had. I, I swear this is where it originated. They. I mean, it, maybe not, but they had. They were hardcore because they're. Their amps went up to 11 instead Ooh. of 10. So but, they, no, no, they stole from, that. No, they totally stole it because oh. the phrase has always been crank it to 11, meaning we're going to take it to the max and then some. Yeah. It's not from the movie. I guarantee you. It is not before peanut you, butter. You... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what I want us to do is pick a, a driver of the year award for the top six drivers uh, the guys from the top three teams. So one of those six, which one of them was your favorite, most improved? Jensen. Most su- you need to shut up and wait. <laughs> and then your driver of the year award for anybody other than those six. Kamui. Okay. 
We're moving past Kelly. <laughs> Melissa, who is your top and bottom for the driver award? Um, so, since we're going to have to have rules and stuff. i got to give um, you structure. Sebastian Vettel <laughs> is my driver of the year for top three teams. I don't care what you say. He wouldn't have won the championship if he hadn't driven exceptionally well. I mean, yeah, he had the best car on the track, except that he didn't always. I mean, there were tons of times when... Like, the Red Bulls weren't far and away better cars than anybody else. But they often didn't win those races. <laughs> I mean, Lewis mm -hmm. and Jensen and Fernando picked up all those spots whenever Red Bull wasn't as strong. But he wouldn't have won the championship without exceptional driving, is my point. Okay. That he had to drive that car. Even when the car was the best, he had to drive the car well, because Mark didn't have as... I mean, if it had been a Red Bull 1-2, <laughs> you could make the argument that they won because the car was so much better than anybody else's. You know, they, they would have been the bronze of sure, this sure. year, but they weren't. He drove the car amazingly well, and he stayed calm, and he was mature, and he didn't say a whole lot of stupid, mean stuff about other people. What's your, your lower place driver? Um, so my favorite driver of all time is uh, Heike Kovalainen. So I just have to shout out to Heike, because actually for this year, my um, best of the rest driver um, this one was a really hard pick, but I have to go with my guy, Sergio Perez. Okay. Um, I almost picked Jaime Algashwari, so extra shout out to Jaime as well. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm totally cheating. Yeah, <laughs> you shouted out to like five different yeah. guys. Yes, okay. but Sergio's my favorite. Um, I liked Sergio from the beginning. <clears throat> um, just, he came on strong, had, you know, a great first race, which he got disqualified about, so it doesn't even show up on here, but he had a fantastic <laughs> first race. And then the thing, though, that I like most about Sergio is that he got injured in Monaco. It was a terrible crash. It was a horrible, horrible, horrible had a concussion. thing. concussion. But then he didn't try and be a hero. When he wasn't feeling well the next race in Canada, he realized he wasn't healed. He wasn't ready to go back. He told the team, hey, guys, I can't do it. Um, gave him enough time to find somebody else, gave himself enough time to heal, and then he came back and placed uh, for points in four more races, you know, the rest of the season, which I think is awesome for a rookie driver in F1. All right, Amy, what about you? Um, I'm going to agree with Melissa on the top six driver of Sebastian Vettel. I think he drove really well, and, you know, Luke's rolling his eyes at He drove well. I'm not discrediting him. Um, however... And I probably shouldn't be sitting next to Luke saying this. I think that Felipe Massa okay. did something really cool. Wait, what? I, I know that. I know that <laughs> at the end of the season, he he and Raging Lewis just <laughs> tried to kill each other. No, I want to hear this logic. All right. But I, there's just something special. Like I think there's something like really cool about somebody who had part of a car smash into his head, and he didn't die, and he's still willing to go and race these other people and he can get go through these crashes without just being terrified and everything i i fully agree that lewis probably was not completely responsible for all of the crashes and the bumps and that masa did some things he probably shouldn't have at the end but i think at the beginning of the season at least he showed that he really he really is a good driver to some degree he's not sure, the sure. best driver but he is a good driver he's worth having in terms of the rest of the drivers um <clears throat> I like Kamui because he's crazy and yeah. he runs into Michael. However, I really like Bruno Senna. I really okay. wish he could drive, like, race better than he, like, race as well as he qualifies. But he does phenomenal at qualifying and then something just falls apart. 
And I, I really think that if they give him a shot in a car, in a good car, that possibly he could fix that. Okay. Given him enough time. <clears throat> I think there's the potential there for him to fix that breaking down point in there. Fair enough. Also, shout out to Nick Heidfeld for best hair in F1. Hey, you know what? You just ruined, <laughs> you just ruined everything because that was what I was going to say. So my, my, I thought you were going to go with the like, serious. My I'm top right. six driver was Jensen Button. Yeah. I, I did not expect him <clears throat> to do as well this year. I thought compared to Lewis, he was going to look a little foolish. Uh, but he drove exceptionally well, super calm, he has a great off-track attitude. He's very relaxed. He feels confident. He's not getting in all sorts of like battles with people like Felipe. Plus, so. he's got a smoking hot girlfriend. Shh. Just having her on the sidelines sure. during the races is, yeah. makes it worth She's seriously. not an embarrassment. That's true. She's not Nicole. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All right, no, but really, uh, so my not- Hamilton's going to find you and beat your ass. Eh, whatever. That'd actually be kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> my not top six driver actually is Nick Heidfeld, partly because he's got the most glamorous hair of any man ever to have lived, but also <laughs> for getting on the podium at the beginning of the season in that Renault. Uh, his, team, his teammate did it as well. They had a really good start, but Nick just did such a good job. I think it was foolish of Renault to drop him in the middle of the season. Bruno did a good job, but man, I think Nick could have really nah, done Nick something Nick was awesome. doing better than he was. He, you can see it. The colors, because they shit, they have green colors for higher placement and purple colors for crappy placement, <laughs> and Nick Heidfeld's way greener than <laughs> Bruno Senna. Nick Heidfeld is much greener than Bruno Senna. I totally He's agree. He's super green. I totally agree with that statement. All right. We are going to move on to listener questions real quick. Yay! Uh, we will make them short. Uh, Matt from Tumwater asks, do you really think they found the Higgs boson? Uh, for people that don't know, that is it's a... The god particle. Yeah, that is the elementary particle that might be the force-carrying particle for gravity. Most people say boson. Higgs, bo Higgs boson. Even though it's spelled with an S. Yes. Uh, so it, it looks like boson, but most people pronounce it Higgs boson. We'll, we can ask Peter Higgs. He's still alive. Uh, to answer your question, no, I do not think they have found it. No, I do not think they will find it. Um, <clears throat> they've kind of run out of options for where it could be. So I'm thinking it doesn't actually So it's not exist. in anything? It was a theoretical particle to begin with, and I think its theory is just wrong so did we waste a lot of money making the oh yes but other th <laughs> uh, other things will come from it and then we'll make that crazy laser i talked about and then we'll all die we'll all die it doesn't matter yeah. all right quick fire answers uh this is from nick and auburn kelly what is your favorite christmas music mine yes david crowder that i don't know who that is <laughs> who is that okay uh who's that who's what christmas no, no. david chowder <laughs> okay um what is my favorite christmas music yeah he asked me that specifically? No. Oh, okay. I'm asking you. Oh, for on his behalf. Okay. Yes. Um Kelly has ruined this whole quick fire. <laughs> <laughs> um Who's taking We'll come back to you. Melissa. Yes. I don't know. Do you have a, like do you like the old like Bing Crosby stuff or do you like the modern stuff? Um oh. I, I like Christmas songs that people can actually sing. I don't really like Christmas music. So like Silent Night, stuff like that? Yes. So the classics. You like the classics. I like Christmas carols. Okay. Amy. I love David Crowder's album that is Christmas Carols and it's phenomenal and uses the drums a lot. All right. Um I like I like that old Baby Boomer, Bing Crosby, that era stuff. I think it's really great. White Christmas, all that kind of stuff. So I, like I don't like Christmas music. I mean, I like it, but it's it gets on my nerves after a while. I really like like old loop music or old uh, like Celtic 
songs that kind of they they kind of my dad's always played them during the holidays yeah kind of like that but but more just like traditional non-christmas music that has just become christmas music for me because my dad always plays it during the holidays fair enough so anyways yeah so i also like trans-siberian orchestra that's a good choice uh (laughs) people always try to stump us on this podcast uh josh and Lacey, how did decorated fir trees come to be associated with christmas do we know Uh, it's german i was gonna say it sounds european it's german um, um for, for, something about a tree blah 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 the victorians stuck candles on it that's why they're decorated sticking candles on a tree sounds like a terrible idea the victorians had a lot of terrible ideas yeah imperialism are they the ones that put the uh the little uh child labor pants yeah. on, on on table legs so that men wouldn't lust after their ankles uh it's why uh, table skirts yeah yes. that was the victorians so that men would not men. lust after the ankles of table legs this is ridiculous what? yep yes. What? <laughs> she is not making it up. Not this is awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go get me some hot... Oh, look at that table over there. All right. We have to that make... one has a skirt, but it's We high, have to make this one guys. No, seriously. Let me, let me detail this for the, All right. for the audience, guys. Okay, this Punch. one has... All right. <laughs> From Allison in Seattle. We'll come back to Kelly because he's terrible at answering first. <laughs> Melissa, uh, what is your favorite fairy tale growing up? Go. Can't do it. All right. You. It's not a fairy tale, but Peter Pan. It's not a fairy tale? It's a fairy tale. Has a fairy in it. Yeah. All right. Someone probably has a tail. The crocodile has a tail. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Fairy tail. My favorite is Peter and the Wolf, right? Peter, Peter, Peter. The one with all the the orchestral instruments in the movie. Yes. Peter Peter and the Wolf. Okay, that's my favorite. Has an oboe. Kelly, go. Duck. Yep. I like that one. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) All right, Melissa. The quick fire is too hard. I can't do it. This isn't fun. All right. Then we will move on. Um... That is actually the end of Wait, the Wait, I have an idea. Yes. No, I don't. Never mind. All right. I want to talk to you real quick about science, well, Kelly. We already talked about science. Science. Wait. We, want, we need more science. We're going to no. build a calorimeter. This is too good of science. <sighs> Kelly. Uh, I have science music. All right. All right. We will accept that as yes. science music. That's the... totally fairy music. Shush. Shush. We had a science. conversation, Melissa and I had a conversation <clears throat> with Nick and Courtney on our way back from Mount St. Helens about the composition of the human body. And I got to thinking about it that we should, uh, when you guys asked me about the B caps, we started talking about botulism and whatnot. Oh. <laughs> um, and I find it fascinating that uh, 99% of the human body is made up from just six elements. In fact, this was in the first or second episode of Breaking Bad. The composition this of the human list, body? Yes. It, it is fascinating to think about. So what I have is uh, some numbers real quick. So if an average human body weighs 154 pounds, which I guess would be a, a larger lady or a smaller dude, uh, it, it's weird to think that 95% of the mass of that individual, or 95 pounds of that individual is oxygen. I think that is just a remarkable statistic. So we usually think of oxygen as being light and fluffy and you know unlikely to weigh a bunch, but that seems to be... Um, well, in this case, two-thirds of your entire body mass is oxygen. Of course, that's because you're 70% water. It makes sense that oxygen would end up being um, so much of your body when it is 70% of your body, basically. But uh, I just want to know if you guys thought of any of these things as being interesting. That in spite of all the, the, the things we hear about, like bone health, that you're only about two pounds of calcium. I don't know. Did you guys have any thoughts on this? Or is this a total failure? I feel failure? like the fact that I'm 10% hydrogen means that I should be more explosive than I am. Yeah? Yes. Isn't just, it true was, that a person could could spontaneously combust except for the fact that there's no thing to spark it in the human body? I think in the stomach? it would... I, I do not believe in spontaneous human combustion. Well, right. 
the conditions for spontaneous combustion are a potential reality, but the actuality couldn't happen because there's no way to ignite the combustion reaction. Yeah, I mean, you, you'd only be able to burn on your exterior, like li literally your exterior, because you wouldn't have enough oxygen to support the continued flame. So Even though you're what? Even though, you're, even though you're 95 pounds of oxygen, you still, it's insufficient oxygen in the form that it would need to be. You need, you need O2 and there's, uh, there's only one O's. Yeah. The O's so. are not, they're not linked up right. You know? Yep. So, all right, fine. Nobody cares about Yay! science. All right. So I liked the new format. We need to revise some things obviously, but it is, I think more interesting to do. I like the colorful paper that you gave me. Should I just give you that same piece of paper next time? Yeah, it's nice to look at. All right. Next time, theoretically, should be December 27th. It'll Wait, be... we didn't talk about puppies. We can talk next week, next episode, we can talk about puppies. All right, let's talk about puppies. So the 27th is after Christmas before New Year's. So it'll probably be in like a year wrap up slash resolutions, predictions. Is the world going to end? Kind of stuff. I have no idea yet. I saw a shoe Is he implying that we have to have night? a resolution for next year? Apparently. I never Aww. make resolutions, so I'll just make something up. My resolution <laughs> is to eat more peanut butter. I, don't I know. had them for this year, and I did it. Oh, your, your half marathon. Mm -hmm. <gasps> Congratulations. I should go back and listen to the old episodes and see if <clears throat> I made a resolution. <clears throat> I will. Okay, so that's what I'll do. I'll do some homework for us next episode. I will let you know if we succeeded or failed at our resolutions. If I had a resolution, I've forgotten it. So it's I probably about writing your book or something. You probably uh, wanted to finish it. And, dang it. I don't know. Amy wanted I to failed that one. get a better job. I have no idea. We will find out on the next episode of the podcast. So until then, we'll catch you later.